Welcome to The Caregiver's Crew, a place for caregivers raising kiddos with special needs and disabilities to come together for wisdom, resources, parent and expert advice, as well as laughs and companionship. I'm your host, Effie Odelia, and I'm also the founder of Sojourn.com, a new digital health home base designed to help you and me, parents like us, raising kiddos with special needs, disabilities, or chronic health conditions to receive the care, coordination, and community we need. If you have not already done so, please be sure to visit us at Sojourn.com. That's S-O-J-O-R-N-E. In this podcast, I'll teach you how to organize your schedule, find critical resources for your child, protect your mental health, and grow in your role as a caregiver. I also want to make sure that we're filling your cup. So while we won't glamorize the tough journey ahead, we also won't make it tougher. Let's laugh, share the load, and leave encouraged because we all need to stay fueled for what's ahead of us. All right, are you ready? Let's get it. I am coming to you with a topic today that is, in my situation, very true and necessary. So it's hard to avoid thinking about emergencies and preparing for emergencies. As you know, my firstborn, Tammy, does have not just the intellectual disabilities, but we also deal with health disabilities and health conditions um, that are chronic. And we have to just learn to respond and deal with things. And um, you've heard me say in the past that we have really, we have good years and bad years and good periods and bad periods in terms of how many events and emergencies we have to manage. So today I'm going to talk to you about prep that I have done and do and constantly revisit based on a recent unfortunate event that we had to respond to about a week ago. Um, So this is all still fresh. And so this episode is about preparing for emergency response. I would say most of us have different, like God forbid you ever have something that you're really not aware of and you have to respond to. But in, in this particular case, my daughter has epilepsy and she has nighttime related seizures or sleep related seizures rather, as well as another um, particularly pernicious form of epilepsy that we've been dealing with for the past three years um, that are deleterious and affect her during her sleep. They're not seizures that we can see, but they are definitely affecting her. Just a little over a week ago, um, we had to respond to an emergency seizure that she had. Um, She was not responsive to her emergency meds. And so we had to try a few things. But I'll say this, we were able to quickly act because of the prep that had gone into the work, into, um, I should say, the prep that came prior to the event. So let me start with that. If you are just learning about your child's condition, um, or if you are coming to get, get some assistance in managing your child's condition, I would definitely start with just having an open conversation with everyone who's going to be part of your care team and letting them know what the worst case is and what that could look like. I think nobody wants to be the one to be the first responder in a situation like this, but everyone feels much better if they're at least alert and understand that um, while your child has maybe more good days than bad, um, 
a bad day is coming, right? And an event is coming at some point, not something we pray for, but you know, this is part of the the territory, so it happens. And folks would rather be prepared and not like, you know, knowing not without strategies or recourse. So the first thing I would say is have that conversation. Don't just have it one time, have it anytime a refresher is needed. If in my case, my daughter's seizures change, they evolve. They started off as, you know, very focal seizures that were not generalized and they tend to look different as she ages and develops. And as we try different medications and as like different other things going on in her body, um, puberty and whatever have you, all of these changes in the body can produce different appearances or can different manifestations of what um, your child's uh, chronic condition might be or health disability might have looked like years ago. So just stay fresh on that because folks are looking to you. My husband looks to me. Others look to me, other caregivers in my family look to me to be the expert on what the latest is. And it's a lot of pressure, but you know what? You're you're equipped for it, right? So here you are, you're in this role and we have to kind of um, do the studying. So again, first thing is have the conversation and keep your information up to date. How you do that is by keeping notes for yourself and as well as taking video and essentially just recording, right? So you don't want to just task your brain with remembering your poor brain that has too many other things to remember. You don't want to task your brain with remembering all these things. Definitely write it down. And this is um, a great time for me to go ahead and plug Sojourn. Um, Sojourn is definitely, as you've come to know, the place for caregivers um, raising kids with chronic conditions, special needs, disabilities to come together, get information, but also manage your loved one's um, needs. So all the tools that, some of the tools that we're talking about today, you'll be able to find them in Sojourn to help you manage, um, better manage your child's or loved one's um, chronic conditions or health needs. So um, documenting um, keeping video, um, which is hard to do and people, it's a skill that you learn, um, but it's something that's come in, uh, I can't even say handy, it's it's a necessity um, for me as a mom who has to show first responders, has to show the doctors, has to show other caregivers what we're dealing with. There's nothing, you know, nothing like watching, unfortunately, um, watching um, a video of your child, a snippet, I'm experiencing that emergency for the purpose of preparing, training, and equipping for the next one. That, that's that been a, ho- a helpful tool for me. So the that's the, the second thing I would say is just recording, um, collecting things like time of the day, uh, record what time it happened, um, what preceded um, some of the events or conditions that preceded? Because these are questions that you're going to be asked anyway. So just be asking yourself this question, these questions as things are not in the, at the height of the event, but just be conscious in the same space of the event that you, you want to, you know, think through some of these questions. Also, let's talk a few like practical logistical things. Um, If you have a child who needs rescue medication, whether it's an EpiPen or um, if um, you have a child who's a diabetic, I'm sure you've figured out 
um, what works best for you in terms of storage. But I would just ask you to think about a few things. Where's your medicine stashed, right? Do you have some upstairs and some downstairs? Do you other people know where it is? Is it clearly labeled? Um, are there instructions with it? Um, I went ahead and uh, printed out color instructions for one of my daughter's rescue medications. It was like a cartoon character, but it was how to administer the um, information. You unfold it one page, it's in pictures, boom, it really helps whoever is using it. Hopefully, you know, not for the first time, but if they've already seen a video or whatever, I also do that. I also share um, videos. Most manufacturers, whatever your rescue med- medication is, the manufacturer would have done some sort of video on it, or the children's hospital may have done a video on video training on it. So share that video with others as well. And just, you know, make sure it's labeled, make sure it's accessible, make sure it's temperature safe. And then every now and then, maybe, you know, depending on the the shelf life of the medicine you have, I um, typically, my meds are pretty much good for 18 months or so. But when you're changing out, like when the seasons are changing, you're changing your kid's wardrobe out or folding clothes and putting the hot stuff away and bringing out the stuff for the cool weather, whatever it is that helps you stay on top of these things. That's when I check risk, check the expiration dates and make sure that I place orders of things. A tip that I'll share is if your rescue medication, I mean, these things are usually super duper expensive. Your insurance company will only approve it once every so often. So go ahead and order your rescue medication once every so often. If it's, um, if they'll approve maybe two or three or four administrations in a year, or if they'll approve it on a monthly basis every month for three or four months, order that many number of kits so that you have one for the car, one for your, um, your child's room, one for the family space and a general space downstairs, whatever makes sense for you, do that so that you are not in running around um, and yelling to people to say, get the medications downstairs. No, there's one right here in the, in the in your child's closet, right? Just make sure that you do the pre-work ahead of time. Again, making sure that the insurance company is covering those administrations that you're aware of it. You even call and ask, how many of these can I get? You know, and if it's just they only approve one a month, great. Well, order one a month for four months so that you're good. And just make sure that you check the expiration date seasonally. Other things I would say is uh, the training piece. Just make sure that if it's your spouse or um, grandma, grandpa, nanny, other caregiver who's helping you out, they get to touch and see and handle the medication and ask you questions so that it's less jarring if they ever have to do it in person, right? It's not just about talking through people through what, what to do or just sending them a, vi- a link to the video and hoping they watch it, but it's about um, making sure that, you know, you can watch it together the next time they are over and you can use maybe discarded, and I, I've done this in the past, I saved discarded um, medicines that I did use so they can see it and manipulate it and, and get a sense of what it looks like. Um, granted, there's no medicine in it, but at least they've gotten a chance to see it and handle it. 
Um, I would also, you know, ask you to think about um, other things you may put in your kit. So along with the instructions, um, I would put some Vaseline or gloves inside the bag as well. And specifically, I would do this if it's the bag. I used to carry um, her rescue medications when I wasn't aware of her seizure patterns and when they were actually occurring more frequently in like her book bag or um, even in um, the car, I would take it with me and, and I just always had it in was essentially it was kind of like a baby bag but she wasn't a baby at this point she was past that stage but I would keep the medication in that bag and in that bag I had those extra um, tools and things that folks might need in order to help administer the medication so I would just say to also think about that you know if there are some things a pair of gloves or something else definitely make it easier for the first responder. The other thing I would say is 911 is should be part of the action plan, right? Um, I have in the past said to folks, oh, if you give her the rescue medication and she responds, great, you know, the story over. But I know some people don't feel comfortable not being the first and last responder. And I don't know that it's a good idea for just any old body who doesn't have like the um, familiarity, familiarity with your child and is not a first responder or a trained medical practitioner. Maybe your child should still be seen by someone else after an event. So I don't um, I when I talk about the action plan, it's please first respond to the emergency. Um, call me, call nine one one. I make sure that I I give them that sequence of things, and um, I let it be okay for them to still call nine one one. Of course, I'm sorry. I'm going to be real. I'm thinking in a, in the back of my head. I'm not trying to deal with like a whopping hospital bill and ambulance bill if. I don't need to if the if my child responded well to their rescue medication, but in that instance, it's um, one. Don't think about the bill. Don't even think about it. May not even happen, right? So don't get yourself all psyched out. But just think about it. Um, put yourself in that person's shoes, right? Um, and think that you know you don't know what baseline is for for your child after an event right or or I should say the first responder doesn't so having that sequence of events which includes that action plan calling you and calling 911 is the safest thing um that you can do for your child for yourself and for the first responder who's assisting um and those are the biggest things I would say um, in terms of staying calm yourself and having the, you know, talking to your first responder to when responding to an event, stay calm. It is essential. I cannot think when I'm frantic and I'm emotional. I can't think I'm not watching the time. I'm not seeing and making sure that I fully discharged the medication. I'm I'm not making sure that, you know, I'm not able to make sure that she's in a safe position and do what I need to do. And then also triggered my own action plan and call 911. And, you know, so staying calm allows you to go through that same sequence of events. And I tell you what else it does. Everyone around you 
also becomes more helpful and also calm. Um, they respond to your, I mean, the, if they were going to be on a 10, they're maybe like a seven. They're still frantic and like, oh my God, like, what can we do? How can we help? But you bring, you tone everything down and you make, you create a an environment that's not chaotic and haphazard and worrisome for everyone. So whatever calm you can muster, bring that with you to the when you're responding to the event. Thank you for tuning in to the Caregivers Crew. We know that this journey is not one that you can walk alone. So make sure to join our community at Sojourn.com. That's S-O-J-O-R-N-E. We can't wait to have you. All right, crew, stay strong, stay encouraged, and stay connected. And we'll see you in the community.